the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. When Trump was inaugurated, he said the most important thing that he said on the day of his inauguration was today's the day that the government gets returned to the people. And from that moment on, Liz Cheney and all the rest of these Republican rhino establishment types were working against us and against the people. And and it all comes to fruition. And the greatest display of that working against the American people was her deciding to go along with the impeachment of a free and fairly elected president of the United States who did absolutely nothing wrong. When he stood before the people on a rally January 6th, we have every right. Liz Cheney, have you bothered to read the U.S. Constitution? We have something called free speech. Trump did nothing wrong. He exercised his First Amendment rights and asked people there who had every right to be there, every right to protest what they viewed as a stolen election, there was no incitement of, of, of violence. Told them to march peacefully. Told them to march peacefully on top of it. So then, but, but and, on, and to make matters worse, not only did she join in, she actually tried to whip votes to go against President Trump. And here's how crappy of her leadership is, Republican Party. She couldn't really get anybody to join her. Okay, so why in the world? On, on, on top of the betrayal of her voters, 10 counties in Wyoming, the state Republican Party have censured her. Why are you leaving somebody a leadership position whose own constituents are ready to yank her out by her hair? Her own constituents are ready to send her on a hunting trip with her dad whose aim isn't very good. And that's who you're propping up? This is a message to the Republican voters. They are no different. This Republican Party is absolutely no different than the Democrats who are doing everything that they can to try to destroy Marjorie Taylor Greene, not because she did anything wrong or said anything wrong. It's for the same reason why they're pushing for this impeachment of Trump, because they hate you, you 75 million Trump supporters, you Trump voters, those of you who dared to want to bring in somebody from the outside and actually stop the destruction of the United States of America by these New World Order, open borders, globalist, Bilderberg, Brandenburg, or whatever it is, crap weasels. Rant over. Anything you want to share, my man? No, that pretty much sums it all up in a, in a one big giant rant. But it's like, we're done playing the games. We're done being promised over and over again they have our backs. They don't have our backs. They haven't for a long time. And I'm going to say it again. The solution is a third party. And until they prove me wrong, that's where I stand. I can't support this. I can't support this. You're not even you're not even bothering to take you're not even bothering to pander to me to at least pretend at this point that you care about me and my vote. You don't even have the sense to pander. 
You're so drunk on your own power. And in fact, this actually confirms my belief that the Republican Party was in on the steal. Because both the Republican Party and the Democrats are literally approving to us that we don't, you know, we don't have any power, any voice, and there's nothing we can do even at the ballot box. Because if they actually thought we had any power at the ballot box and that elections mattered going forward, they would at least be bothering to try to pander to us. I really hope, Andrea, that there's somebody out there that's outside the Republican Party that's a conservative, that knows Trump, that wants to, that wants to have a meeting with him because, you know what, he, he, for him to go along and get these guys reelected, it, it, it disgusts me. It does. It, me too. I think that tr- Trump's biggest – he's been inside the swamp now for four years. He's a he, nice guy. You he's know, a nice guy. That's his biggest problem. That's his biggest problem, and he wants to believe people. And, you know, uh, you look at this Marjorie Taylor Greene story and what they're trying to do to her. They're propping up Liz Cheney and trying to destroy Marjorie Taylor Greene. That that says it all right there. It does. You you know, you, she's being referred to as a cancer. No, the cancer that they're referring to is people like her, which is us, the Trump voters. And I'm not talking about QAnon. No, but they're using her and QAnon as an excuse. Exactly, because what they want to do is they want to smear they want to they want to smear all Trump supporters in the entire MAGA movement movement as a bunch of conspiracy theory kooks nuts and that in, and that we're all not just conspiracy kooks, but we're we're dangerous because we question the outcome of an election. And now that equals uh, insurrection. And so we're all a bunch of kooks and the Republican Party is happy to happy to join in. And you think about this for a moment. What has she actually done wrong? She held a political belief. Now, I didn't agree with it in terms of, uh, you know, QAnon first came out. I was curious about some of it. But as as time went on, could there have possibly been somebody working behind the scenes and the government tipping off the American people? Hey, we're on it. Possibly. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't going to. You know, it became clear to me that, I, you know, some of this stuff was nonsense. The Jeff Sessions had 30,000 indictments ready to go. And, and if for many people who did still believe in QAnon at the point in which Sessions was gone because he was a part of it, that kind of blew it out of the water. But here's the thing. Whether you believe QAnon or not, it's not a crime. At to least have a belief. To have a belief. Get back to me when Marjorie Taylor Greene, I said this on Newsmax today, she held a belief. That's not a crime. I tell you what is a crime. Getting caught committing campaign uh, finance violations like Ilhan Omar did. Or how about uh, marrying your brother in an immigration fraud scheme? How about it should be a crime to be fundraising for an organization that was uh, declared by the FBI as a front group for Hamas and an unindicted co-conspirator in the Holy Land Foundation trial? Yet Ilhan Omar is still sits on committee. Eric Swalwell was sleeping with a Chinese communist spy that targeted him. He's still on the intelligence committee. And the, no Republican has call, accused them of being cancers. She's being accused of being a cancer for having a political belief. We have the Republican Party that is furthering a narrative that it's okay to persecute people for a belief. To criminalize thought in this country. That's who stood up there to support Liz Cheney, who went against my president for doing nothing wrong but exercising his First Amendment rights. Let it be clear to you now, if it wasn't before, that the Republican Party is not the party of the U.S. Constitution. They don't give a crap about your First Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights, any of your rights. They are just as much a party of big government, big spending, new world order, order, open borders, Um, keep you shut down and have some Democrat governor tell you when you're allowed to go to 
church, when you're allowed to go to work and what you're allowed to do. I think it's it, time to look elsewhere. It's absolutely time to look elsewhere. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to get into uh, a little bit of AOC because while they're while they're bat, the Republican Party is going after Marjorie Taylor Greene. Maybe they should be going after the U.S. Congresswoman who committed a hoax that's trending today, referring to her as a congressional Jesse Smollett. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, we were talking about uh, the Republican Party, quote, leadership. Uh, Liz Cheney, they they held a secret vote, by the way, so you couldn't know who voted what. Um, so anything you can't do publicly is you shouldn't be doing. And they know that this is controversial. They know they're spitting in the face of 75 million Trump supporters and Trump voters. Um, uh, and, and they're propping up a woman whose leadership was so bad she couldn't whip up any votes. I mean, she couldn't lead a frat boy to a beer at Mardi Gras. OK, but that's who they're propping up today. And where was their leadership? They're perfectly happy to have uh, 75 million of us destroyed. They have done absolutely nothing to stop the persecution of us for our First Amendment rights and this cancel culture that they've got. And they are participating in the canceling of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Rick DeSantis in Florida uh, has has um, done, he's come out with a laundry list of things that he's going to do uh, to fight back against big tech because this, quote, leadership of the Republican Party in D.C. isn't doing anything about it. Our next guest um, at the bottom half of the hour, you're going to want to stay tuned for Mark Rudolph, who is a branding advisor to CEOs. He's uh, here to discuss that. Man, and, the stock of DeSantis just keeps going up. Right. I mean, there's, a, you know, the, remember the TV show Wife Swap? I mean, yeah. can, can we do Governor Swap and bring Governor DeSantis? Well, please here? do. <laughs> Florida, you can have Newsom. Although yes. I wouldn't wish that on you. Sorry. Um, you know, I, here I thought that I was going to come and kind of yuck it up in some ways, but on a serious tip, talk about the number one trending political story today, which was AOC. And I talked about this last night because, you know, um, um, you know, I thought it was emotional blackmail and emotion. I don't know whether or not she was sexually assaulted or not at any point in her life. But the way in which she told this story on Instagram, uh, saying that she was triggered and that uh, being told to move on from this was a, a tactic in textbook abuse. And I said last night that that I thought that her using this supposed story um, was really an example of uh, it was it was histrionics, if you know what that means. Betty Broderick on steroids, who, you know, used this technique well. And that's when uh, borderline personality disorder, narcissistic abuse disorder, and histrionics became in the mainstream where we began to understand that this is really the technique that AOC was using. And they, and the story, and, and I was right, because the story gets even worse today for AOC. AOC was not even in the building. She wasn't in the building when the breach happened at the Capitol. Yet she went on to Instagram crying and carrying on, talking about how, you know, I was trying to look through the door jam at the officers. They were trying to break in. She wasn't even in the building. Caught in a lie. She was, and so trending today on Twitter was hashtag Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Smollett. This is a hoax. This is a hoax. And meanwhile, are you hearing the Republican Party come out against her? Zero. Demanding that she Zero. be? No. And this, Candace, hat tip to Candace Owen, who tweeted out today, let me remind you all, 
that this is the same woman who went down to the border and dressed all in white at a parking lot pretending that she was outside looking at kids in cages. This is a woman who's literally a, 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 a part of the squad, one of the most powerful people in the Democrat Party, who's literally committing hoaxes against the American people. She, the technique, the tactic here, which is emotional and psychological abuse, is to try to trigger people's emotions, to feel so bad for her that then she's going to have power to use what happened at the Capitol against us for power. It's incredibly manipulative and psychological warfare against the psyche of Americans. Where is the outcry tonight? I've got multiple TV monitors going on up here, and I'm not seeing anybody talking about this. This is absolutely, this is far worse than Marjorie Taylor Greene um, supposedly believing in QAnon or that maybe uh, Tower 7 or whatever it was she believed was was an inside job. Well, that's how you know the mainstream media is bought and paid for, because they're not covering the important stuff. Of course not. Of course not. That That's one of the reasons why, you know, we got to talk about DeSantis and what he's trying to do with big tech, because you control the message and you control minds. And in fact, some New York Times uh, person has decided to come up with uh, he's got I'm not going to lie. This is kind of funny. Well, it, it isn't. It, it, you know, the whole thing is it, it would be funny if it wasn't so dangerous. Oh, I know. I know. While, while I they're trying to silence us, while we've got Trump supporters being uh, being surveilled by lefties everywhere going sca- scavenging through your social media accounts so they can report you to your employer and try to get you fired. You know, we've got facial recognition while Black Lives Matter terrorists who were burning down businesses were being bailed out by Kamala Harris and others. We've got we've got somebody looking at 10 years out of Florida for posting a meme. That we don't have any justice in this country. This is real serious, dangerous times we've got. Now we've got some leftists from the New York Times pushing that the government needs to have a, quote, reality czar. Which is straight out of Orwell. Right out of 1984. Right out of 1984. To try to tell us what's real and what's not. And we don't have a Republican Party pushing back against this. This is really dangerous. We are looking at really quickly. We're already being persecuted. For political beliefs in this country, the next step is to have I'm just waiting for Joe Biden to sign an executive order on, you know, hate crimes legislation. He said today as he signed, you know, executive order number 723 or some whatever the number is, you know, in case you guys are concerned, you know, I'm not really, you know, creating law here. I'm just changing policy. Oh, okay, Joe. This is real scary times that we're at. So we don't have any Republican Party leadership going on. Um, We've got this $1.9 trillion Corona COVID relief bill that's coming our way. It's supposedly 5,000 pages. And I was on Newsmax today and they were like, well, what do you think it should be? I said they shouldn't be doing anything. How about reopen the economy? Yeah. Uh, somebody, uh, a supposed Republican strategist said, well, you know, I think that they should, you know, cut out a lot of this pork stuff and they should just write checks to people. But it should it shouldn't be to everybody. It should be to people that are making seventy five thousand or less. And I said, you know, what? Wait, I, I don't think they should do anything. What? They said, you don't think the government should be doing it? I'm like, no. Why are they doing anything? And by the way, it's not the Republican position that we should be picking and choosing who deserves to get money from the government to stay at home. 
The conservative position should be that there should be nobody at any state, local or national level telling any business whether or not they should be allowed to stay open, telling any business that they've got to have mask requirements, six foot distancing requirements, how many, what percentage of occupancy they should be allowed to have in their business. None of that. As you and I always talk about, if you feel that, you know, threatened by the virus and you want to stay home and you want to call out of work, that's your prerogative. But for those that, that want to work, that are mostly healthy, that should be our prerogative as well. Well, and I think that if you are too scared to go out and, and, and go work, then your employer should have the right to fire you and say, OK, well, if you don't want to show up at work, then, well, sure. then that's job abandonment. Go find some somebody else that's going to pay you to stay at home. But again, it's that individual responsibility. Breaking news. We had our first Flu death in San Diego County the today. The flu exists. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm thinking, I thought it went away. <laughs> magically, right? They, they uh, you know, who, who was it who was sitting around thinking today, we got to, well, we got to give, we got to throw the flu one, right? <laughs> we, we it hasn't had a good season this year. We, yeah, we, we got we to gotta throw them a death because otherwise it's going to be a little suspicious that, you know, of the 2,600 deaths in the last year in San Diego County that are COVID and we don't have any flu in there, we got we to gotta throw one flu's way. You know, we got to give them one. <laughs> Must be that double mask that, that Fauci recommended. Exactly. That, that, that protected people. And of course, Fauci is saying, lay low and cool it. You people out there. No parties. No parties for, you know, this coming weekend for the big game. It could become a super spreader. We're going to we're going to get into some some truths around the coronavirus and uh, the vaccine coming up in a little bit Um, before we take a break. And uh, after the break, we're going to bring in Mark Rudolph to talk about uh, what Governor DeSantis is doing uh, in Florida for that. I was going to go to my man, DJ Potato Skins, because I think he's got a story uh, that has to do with Parler. It looks like the phones are ringing off the hook. Did you have, before we take a break and bring in Mark Rudolph, you had a story going on with Parler you wanted to share? Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, Parler CEO uh, has been canned, supposedly, by the company's board. There's an internal memo uh, that was sent to staffers today that John Matsey, I think I'm pronouncing it right, uh-huh. has announced that he's been a terminated, terminated effectively by the company's board following outcry over the platform's role in inciting a deadly riot at the U.S. Capitol. Wow. So, you know, I, I think it's absolutely a hogwash to anybody was fired. This company did nothing wrong, Andrea. The, the, to think that... There were an alternative who, voice because uh, people's voices were being silenced elsewhere. Well, but if the point of people, people were going to parlor because they didn't want to have anybody deciding what language is acceptable and what isn't, what de, what defines hate speech and what doesn't. They, the, the, In fact, parlor refused when Amazon came to them and said, look, you got 48 hours or whatever to come up with moderation of speech or we're going to take you down. Parler's position was we're not going to have anybody moderate moderate our speech. The whole point of people leaving Twitter and Facebook was because it was going to be a platform of free speech. And to think now that the board of directors is canning this guy because they didn't moderate speech makes me insane. I got to know um, as we take a break that we're going to go to, to uh, Mark Rudolph on the other side. Maybe you can Google who's on the board of directors. I know Dan Bongino is a part of Parler. Was he a part of this decision? Because this is antithetical and contrary to what that platform was supposed to be about. So we're going to take a break. Don't go away. We've got more Andrea K. Show coming up. Up next is Mark Rudolph, who's a branding expert. We're going to be talking about big tech and the silencing of conservatives. Stay tuned. 
Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. There's just so many better names that I've been called. <laughs> and I'm sure that if there's any uh, Republican establishment that we're listening at the open, I'm sure that they might <laughs> call me a few names. Don't you think so, Calm Skins? down, Bulldog. Oh, yeah, that's one of my faves. I'm um, glad to have you guys with me. 888-344-1170. I know that we had some calls earlier. Um, uh, write that number down and give us a call in the last segment of the show. We'll be able to open up the phones. Uh, joining me now, though, uh, to talk about uh, kind of something we've been talking about uh, from since the open of the show, which is the failed GOP leadership. And one area in which they've completely failed is to protect us against the censorship and the complete uh, persecution of speech and thought and the, just the, the wholesale destruction of our First Amendment rights across the country. Uh, so my guest now is Mark Rudolph. He is a branding advisor to CEOs. He's author of Intrabranding, the Keystone of Corporate Agility. You can find out more about him at markrudolph.com, and he joins me now. Hello, Mark. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Good to talk to you, Andrea. Well, I don't know if you heard breaking news before the show. Um, a couple things broke. Uh, the Republican Party decided to prop up Liz Cheney, uh, leaving her in a leadership position, although her attempt to uh, her traitorous attempt to try to take down a president um, was so failed. I mean, you know, I, I jokingly said she couldn't lead a frat boy to a to a beer at, at Mardi Gras. I mean, it was abysmal. She's nobody should be in a leadership position. Then we hear another breaking news story is that um, the um, John Matz, who was the CEO of Parler, has been ousted by the board. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you want to weigh in on those before we talk about uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida and what I think is a brilliant move against big tech. Well, the uh, first of all, the answer to every question you ask is money. So no matter what any politician does, it's always money. And Liz Cheney has money behind her. And uh, the question is, did she really fail to bring down Trump? And I I don't know if she failed. The fact is, is that the Republican Party is impotent and irrelevant. It has absolutely no power. The people in it are worthless. Mm. And what the, the results of that are that we now have panoramic Marxism in this country. And that means if you rotate your body in 360 degrees, no matter where you look, you'll see it. In the schools, with the 1619 Project, the BLM propaganda, the anti-American propaganda, every graduate is now an AOC clone. In corporations, they're making their employees read White Fragility. They've given a lot of money to BLM. Larry Fink, who's the CEO of BlackRock, which manages $9 trillion, the largest money manager in the world, has an edict now to CEOs around the world. If you don't accept our climate change agenda, no loans for you. Mark Benioff, whom I actually have met before, uh, who's worth $8 billion, is the founder and CEO of Salesforce.com, mm-hmm. announced at Davos, uh, the World Economic Forum, capitalism is dead. Uh, the World Economic Forum is really the leader of all corporations. And they're, what they're saying is in the future, 
Nobody gets to own anything Mm -hmm. except the elitists. Mm -hmm. And that build back better that Biden uh, would spout off every time he was opening his mouth, that comes from the World Economic Forum. Right. And so he didn't make that up. And then no, that's the great reset we've talked about here on the show. Right. And Coca-Cola has also said to all of its law firms and any any company doing business with it, if you're not down with our culture of diversity, you're out. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Before you move on from that, that's race theory. Right. Well, hang on real quick, Mark, because I want to touch on that, because that's a huge story that, that uh, broke today that has to do with Coca-Cola. And I'm glad you brought that up, because what they're saying is you've got to you've got to have um, if you're a law firm representing us then you've got to have 30 percent of this color. You've got to have 20 percent right. of this. And they've got an affirmative and action you have to plan report to us quarterly. Yes. You have to report quarterly. And if you don't meet our requirements, then we're going to cut your legal fees or we're going to can't or we're going to going to you know stop doing business with you um so talk about systemic talk about systemic discrimination in our in our country right but i just want to keep moving around our panorama here the the, in uh big in the government they're teaching critical race theory again now that trump is gone Mm -hmm. uh men and women are interchangeable and of course climate change The, the, the the democrats only care about three things climate change melanin and gonads Mm-hmm. Uh, moving down to the big tech purge, this takes us back 88 years to Nazi Germany. This is how the Third Reich started. But the Third Reich never would have been possible without IBM. A lot of people don't know this. People who are my age remember the IBM card, the punch card. Well, IBM, that used to be called the Hollerith card. And uh, Adolf Hitler needed a way to identify, locate, and categorize all of its citizens so that they could go in, root out the Jews, and execute them. Mm-hmm. That was not possible without IBM. And the CEO of IBM was Thomas J. Watson. You hear commercials on TV now for IBM's Watson? That's the guy. He worked side by side with Hitler, made a fortune for IBM off of Hitler. And Hitler could not have killed all of those Jews without IBM. Today, the big tech is the same. Now, they're not sending people to concentration camps, literally, but they're sending them to virtual concentration camps. So people are losing their jobs the same way the Jews were losing their jobs in Nazi Germany. So it's very similar and it's very eerie. So the big tech, the the purge would not be possible without Twitter, Facebook, Google, YouTube, and even Amazon, because Amazon knows what we read. They know where we live. So it's very scary. And then, of course, you have the mainstream media pushing the Marxist agenda and suppressing the news. The point is that the Republican Party could have stopped this, Mm -hmm. did not, and now it's out in the world. So no matter where you go, Marxism is now the rule. Right. And the people in D.C. are powerless to stop it. So what DeSantis is doing in Florida is interesting, and he's standing up. This is what you have to do. You actually right. have to do something. Right. And I want to go into I, and I want to get into a couple of the details for the listeners as to what he's doing, um, because it's important that we get into the details, because I want to make sure that that people understand that this is not just something that is I'm going to go after big tech. He's actually got some interesting um, items here, one of which is uh, that there's going to be fines of one hundred thousand dollars per day levied on tech companies that suspend candidates for elected office in Florida from their platforms. 
Uh, there will be daily fines for any tech company that uses their content and user-related algorithms to suppress or prioritize the accent, uh, access of any content related to political candidate or cause on the ballot. My favorite is that they're, they're going to he's empowered the Florida Attorney General to bring cases against the tech company that violate conditions under the state's unfair and deceptive practices act and this is something I've talked about on my show before that one of the ways I didn't understand why there wasn't lawsuits in the past going against them for fraud and the inducement because these are organizations that have taken money from people even individuals you've got you can set up your business page you can launch your your political action committee or your political show and do Facebook Lives, and they've taken money from people to launch their their political organization. Same thing with Twitter. And then t- take the money from them and then deplatform them and shut them down, which to me is to not provide the services for which they've been paid. And nobody's bothered to sue them on that behalf. You've put the hurt on them financially, and that's going to stop some of this stuff. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. But the point is, the, the point behind this, Andrea, is that... DeSantis is doing something. Right. Republicans never do anything. They're good at bloviating and pontificating and, and terrible at fighting. They always take a butter knife to a cannon fight. They love to go on Twitter and say, why don't the Democrats understand that if they raise the minimum wage to $15 that they're going to cause unemployment? That's all they do. And you know who's the worst? Ronna McDaniel, the head of the RNC. And Trump nominated her for another term terrible mistake they're just they're just spineless and they're disgusting and the the democrats keep fighting and fighting and fighting and then biden up there with his unity he doesn't want unity he wants punity absolutely he wants wants punity and the thing is is that whenever you hear the word bipartisan that's here's what it means republicans become democrats well, we That's actually, I think, I think it's really clear that that it's um, that this this is not the 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 issue with the. I started asking what's really going on with the Republican Party back during the Bush administration because it just I I was I was trying to figure out how much of this is about Republican weakness and I'm tired of hearing Republicans being called weak. They're not weak. What they are is in on the game. There's a game being played and they're in on it and it's called the Unicrat Party. We've got a one party system. They crafted the rules to make it difficult for a third party to get launched. Because they're incredibly entrenched. You've got the Ron McDaniels collecting $200 million supposedly to fight election fraud. Didn't spend but $4, billion, $4 million of it to a law firm in Pennsylvania who didn't do anything. And then skipped off on vacation during the during the Georgia recount election. Well, so my point if is, if is they're that in on it, they're, if they're in on it, how are they not weak? That's, because me, because that's, that's not weak if if that's not weak but they're getting what they want they're as much the party of Marxism as the Democrats they are loving being in this position right now which is the phony uh, we're in the minority they're back in their sweet spot where they get to pretend that they're the opposition party when they're not Paul Ryan was just as much he actually used some of the same language on the campaign trail as Hillary Clinton he said I see myself as a representative of people in India as much as the United States of America. There is no daylight, in other words, between the Republican Party and the Democrats. That's not about weakness. In fact, they're really strong when they're able to convince people that they are actually are a party of limited government and low taxation and regulation. They, they don't have a problem in, in uh, coming for you and going after Marjorie Taylor Greene and calling her a cancer. And uh, look at look at how they cooperated with the Democrats and, and the FBI and the DOJ going after President Trump. That's not weakness. That's strategy. Final thoughts before I, I, we have to I, let I'm you go. Sorry. 
sorry if if you don't stand if you don't have if you can't take a stand you don't have a brand and the Republicans don't take a stand except for a guy like Josh Hawley. And what I'm I saying is, try. well, you know, I, I think what it is, is their brand. They have a brand. They just don't believe they, they're just lying about who they really are. They're lying about you their brand. Always, if you're lying about who you are, then you don't have a brand. Well, we can we can quibble. Over, we, I get that. We can quibble over uh, that. Well, but I'm my point is, guy. is they're phony. You, a brand, Andrea, a brand is the emotional connection you have with your customers or in this case with your voters. You know, you know, we I had a guest on my show recently who accurately described where we're at worldwide, which is the the voters are we're at a place of dealignment. People don't people care about policy and they care about how the policy affects their lives. They're not really interested in brands and in, in terms of labels politically at this point. That's why Trump was able to tear down the blue wall and he was able to attract Democrat voters because the labels aren't really what matters to the American people. It's your actions. You were the right labels. when you were talking about the actions that they're not taking actions that back up what they say they're, that they're about on the campaign trail. Don't, don't, and, don't, mis, don't misunderstand that a brand is not a label. A brand is the emotional connection. And what was Trump's brand? A guy who fights for us and a guy who gets it done. That was his brand. That's why people loved him. That's why they lined up in the streets. Right. Because they said, this guy is fighting for us. And not only does he fight for us, he wins for us. That was his brand. That's not a label. That's an emotional connection. And that's why Biden, when he went out to campaign, he couldn't get 10 people. Gotcha. Because he doesn't have a brand. He has nothing. He was installed like software. And that's the difference. And so any Republican who sides with the Democrats and goes after the money and doesn't take a stand like Josh Hawley is weak. Well, we can so we can agree to disagree. I got to leave it there. We're past the point of a break. So um, you guys can learn more about Mark. Go to uh, markrudolph.com. And that's M-A-R-C for Mark. And it's R-U-D-O-V as in Victor.com. Thanks for being here, Mark. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got Mike who's holding on the phones. He wants to call in and talk about H.R. 127. So stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. How soon before the government, before they're spying to make sure people like me don't talk about boosting your immune system, taking a balance probably already nature. in the works. You better get it out there. Yeah, they probably are. Uh, but so, yeah, I boost my immune system. I was going to talk about this coronavirus and the vaccine. I'm going to save some interesting stuff that I found out uh, for tomorrow's show. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you what Fauci isn't going to tell anybody. Uh, boost your immune system. You know, we still have it's still an average age 78 and people with uh, comorbidities are in a compromised immune system. So, you know, I take balance in nature, uh, 10 servings of 31 fruits and vegetables. Every day. That's hard to eat all on your own. Oh, yeah. There's no way I can. I eat roasted veggies every day, fruit every day. There's no way I could get this much. And now I understand why you need to get this much fruits and veggies in your system. I am healthier than I ever been. I'm still starving right now, though, by the way. Go to balanceofnature.com. Use the discount code HEALTH. And get free shipping right now and 35% off. I wonder if the Mark who's, uh, Mike who's waiting on the line, if he takes a balance in nature. Hey, Mike, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Thanks for holding. Hey, Andrea. This is, uh, this is disaffected Mike. Um, so thanks for oh, taking hey. again. Glad to hear, hear you back, my friend. What's on your mind this time? 
Um, well, it, it, in, in sort of piggybacking on what Mark Rudolph said, uh, even, uh, even though, you know, we're basically in a panoramic Marxist uh, environment now, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, ben Franklin asked, was asked, you know, hey, do we have a republic when the country is being formed? And he basically said, um, well, yeah, only if you can keep it. Well, you know what? I think uh, we we haven't kept it anymore. Yeah. And one of those ways that's being that it won't be kept is if our Second Amendment rights are taken away. And one way that's going to happen is uh, now that Democrats own the uh, run the House, the Senate, and the White House, HR one twenty seven uh, is an anti is basically an anti um, the, the Sabika Sheik uh, Firearm Licensing and Registration Act. And what it would effectively do is it would uh, take away your Second Amendment right, not in word, but in deed. Um, the first thing that it would do is establish a federal licensing scheme for you to own uh, a, a, a firearm of any kind. And, and as we know, and if you, you know, if you haven't told your audience, as you know, a right isn't a right if it requires a license mm-hmm. and a fee. Right. You know, so 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 while the so while the cancel culture is going after your First Amendment right, the the scheming scumbag uh, Democrats in uh, Congress uh, are going after your Second Amendment right, because if they if they nullify your ability to own arms and, and firearms, then you could never come after them, you know, in in a revolutionary way. Right. We uh, had John Lott on the show last night who talked about uh, Biden's bill in the first hundred days uh, to make it um, uh, where manufacturers or those who sell guns will be held uh, criminally responsible for any uh, misuse of a firearm. That in and of, of itself will uh, the end game, end game there is to cripple manufacturers and gun sellers. They still uh, and and by making it incredibly difficult if not impossible for you to get a new license or whatever. Um, yeah, there's a variety of different ways of going about it. Gun sales are going through the roof right now. The, in quest- the uh, ultimate question, though, is there's still about 300 million firearms in this country right now, I can- or maybe 30 million. It's an astronomical number. How are they going to get those? Well, this bill, uh, what this bill does is it makes it a retroactive means of giving you an X amount of uh, giving the public an X amount of time to register their weapons. If they don't, they are subject to confiscation by setting up a registry uh, of all known weapons in the country. Um, and so they will pull that data and that data can be pulled by anyone, law enforcement, even the general public will be able to get that data. Um, they will, you'll have to, you'll have to, you'll have to state where it is, mm-hmm. where you bought it from, when you bought it and where it's stored. So that means that anybody, say a criminal could look you up, uh, look up a business, whatever. Hey, are they armed? Yes. What are they armed with? And where wow. are the arms? Scary. It, now, now the, yeah, it is scary, but the, but the even scarier thing... We're about out of time. Wrap us up. Okay, real quick, is that you have to undergo a psychological evaluation. And, and even if you pass that, the government will uh, interview your family, relatives, and friends before they even consider you to be licensed for the very right that you already inherited from, the, from the, uh, uh, your natural right of self-defense All and right. to fight against your... Thank you. 